Yeah, your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yo. Your mental matters ain't a simple pattern. We need to have a central chatter. Food for thought, grab a platter. My mental ain't for rental. I'm a central man, it's simple. I'm a ripple in the rip though. I don't wanna sick my ship, so gotta know your mental. Black life is hard, I don't resent though. Feelings really real, we should present those. Talk about it, you should know your mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yeah. Are you sure? Leave meeting. No, I'm <laughs> what up, though? What up, though? <laughs> this is episode 71. 71 of the podcast. Thanks. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> we back and we back and we back and we back and we. Hey. Sorry, I'm back. I'm present. I was just gonna let you keep going. I was just gonna let you keep going. But uh, <laughs> welcome back to the Mental Matters podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Jarrell, and we also have our other co-host, Richard. We're both it's in the me. building. Again. <laughs> what you been up to, man? The the coveted shit chilling. Okay, <laughs> working. <laughs> Just started my new job and all the things that come with it. Uh, mm-hmm. How does it feel? Eh, I don't know. It's only been one week, man. I feel like nothing bad can really happen in one week. Okay. Got to get past but the first 90 days? Is that what let me get past the first 90 of them things. <laughs> um, but no, just all positive vibes. I got a lot of, you know, people like, what what do I think of? Oh, I just like, how long have you been back? Welcome back. Like just all mace vibes. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, I feel it. That's cool. So um it's it's good to be in a familiar space. Um and you know, it's it's always good to go where you're appreciated, but in my case. To leave and go where you appreciate it. So I'm um, just excited for new, new journeys, new, new uh, fresh starts, and uh, new people to talk about my love for jerk chicken too. So I'm excited. Cool. <laughs> we so. happy for you. You're, you deserve everything you got coming to you. Um, for me, uh, I've just, I've just been enjoying life, man. I, uh, I had two deals go pending this week. Hey, let's <laughs> so like I've been showing houses left and right, and trying to make some progress to getting two deals accepted this week. So we had a home inspection um, yesterday, so that went well. Nothing really came up that was just like, oh no, we can't go to closing. So fingers still crossed. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool to see like look back at like where I started from. You know, taking a licensing class and taking the exam twice getting from my first deal to now, I kind of like know significantly more than I knew, of course, when I first started, but it's just, it's crazy how, you know, I'm right in the middle of it now. And to the thick of it, basically, you know. So. <laughs> Listen, I, I just love to see the progression. Like you, you literally was like, you know, I think I remember the story a little bit. Your biggest thing was the exam. He was like, uh, I'm gonna get around to taking it. 
We'll see. I'm like, Jarrell, what the hell you mean? You'll see. When are you going to retake this exam? To now you out here flourishing, getting deals pending, and, you know, start calling you commish. <laughs> so. M-M-I-T-C-H. <laughs> that's it. Commit, ladies and gentlemen. Big brother commitch. I and so. That. But yeah, so I know, um. So that's that's that was fun this week, and then you know we had Labor Day, so somebody got some jerk chicken. Listen, <laughs> I almost brought it in front of this camera because I only got one piece left, but mm-hmm. I ain't want y'all to see how dangerous it gets when I get to getting down. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. to I had to cook it and then put it away. Like it was like it was on the grill. I put it on the grill last, so everybody. We had a couple people over, so the people that was over, they got full off of the hot dogs and the other chicken or whatever. And I was gonna put this jerk on last because this is for you know somebody special or whatnot. So I was like, y'all go ahead and get full. Y'all ain't gonna get none of this. <laughs> he be thinking. They was like, you got jerk chicken? And I'm like, wait a minute, this is for somebody who I oldest too. But like the last three times I grilled, I didn't give it to him, so I own this. So y'all gotta sit this one out. But yeah. Mm, it's a beautiful thing. I took my I time with have, it. I hope you could tell. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was, I had to work um, out and about a couple of days this week. And so I had to bring my lunch because every day ain't a go out the eat day because, you know, finances. And um, I was like, I could pack up some of this for lunch. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in the middle of Michigan and I'm like, I got to eat this jerk chicken. There is no way in the world I'm letting this just sit here to the end of the day. So I found a gas station with a microwave and I just sat in a Myers parking lot. That, ladies and gentlemen, this is how real the love for jerk chicken is. I sat in the parking lot. I did not go to my next location. About 30 minutes, I popped the podcast on. Uh, Big ups to which one was I listening to? I think it was the etceteras um with kevin durant and he was talking to uh draymond green on that episode um and so i think it was now i'm second guessing myself i don't know what i've been listening to <laughs> you know what i lie i take that back i think somebody else is on that um this was the episode with it was the Exeteris with J. Cole. That's what it was. Shout out to the Exeteris. That's a really dope podcast. I realize this podcast is everything that you want to listen to. And the funny thing is they talk a lot about um, entertainment, sports, um, and music. They have a real nerd infatuation with music. And so um, for anybody that knows and loves J. Cole, like me, um, you also know that he kicked off his We'll say kicked off his pro basketball career in the Basketball Africa League uh, this past summer. And, um, you know, some people like he only played a couple games. It was only a max of six games, a minimum of three. Everybody chill. He even admitted he didn't think he was the next coming of Kobe. But, um, you know, it was really cool to see him get out and say and do exactly what he said he wanted to do. Wanted to rap, but also he wanted to make sure he he talked about his love for basketball. And if y'all go check that out, um, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So big ups to 
Kevin Durant, um, his co-host. I forgot his co-host's name. I mean, listen to Kevin Durant on the podcast. I'm not going to remember the other guy. But um, him and uh, huge kudos to J. Cole. Also, What's in Your Glass by Carmelo Anthony. That's when I was listening to with him chopping it up with Draymond Green, uh, which I know that's one of your favorite peoples in the world. So um, <laughs> being a Bay Area boy over there. Um, so both were dope podcasts. Um, took me a break. Took a break away from the guy listening to music on the way over there. You absolutely don't. But if you do, you know, I can tell you what not to listen to. And I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll get into that very shortly. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. So this is episode 71. So um, this topic on this episode, we wanted to tackle something a little bit different, but something that's always been there, I think. So we have a love in this podcast for jerk chicken, as well as discuss mm-hmm. mental health and how to um, set the new parameters around masculinity and what it means to be a man. Um, in today's culture, in today's world, one of the things that we also have a natural love for, as you can tell by the quotables and the notes that Richard is always putting out, we have a natural love for hip-hop music because hip-hop music is the language of our culture, um, and it's the most popular genre in music right now, touches everywhere. Um, So we wanted to discuss where does, where is the intersection of hip-hop and mental health? Like, what does that look like? What is it? Who's been a part of it? Um, and how long it's been there, but may not or may have been within the spotlight. So that's what we're going to tackle today. Um, so I guess I'll start off with just, we can go back and forth. Um, I know it's probably came up with other episodes, or even if it wasn't an episode, I think we may have talked about it before, like how we first encountered hip-hop music and what mood it gave us. But Rich, if you could just kick us off with saying, you know, how did you first encounter hip hop? What mood did it give you? You know, how has it been affecting, you know, your mental health? You know, I, I just have to give kudos and shout outs to people that regardless of what other people say, just make music from the heart. Cause I think that's where the true artistry is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first infatuation when it comes to, <laughs> when did I fall in love with hip hop, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> brown sugar. <laughs> oh, the brown sugar. <laughs> Brown sugar, lead the ground shook up. You listen, you feel me. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was, I can tell you the very first, um, the very first CD I bought, mm-hmm. very first hip hop CD I bought, um, and then the very first time I listened to good music. Was, these are actually two different instances ladies and gentlemen <laughs> uh, the first cd i bought was actually the big timers album um not a bad one <laughs> what was that hood rich i think i think that was the name of the album i can't remember the album name but yeah that was that on familiar and uh i literally scraped up some quarters and everything just to buy this album and i was extremely pissed off that title did not exist during those times because I spent my little I didn't make money money on this album and mm-hmm. I only like maybe one or two songs mm-hmm. pissed <laughs> high level of pissivity okay um no not to big timers Manny Fresh in my opinion is the heart beating soul of the big timers of cash money of 
just New Orleans mm-hmm. house music, you know, right here, you right there next to Big, Big Frida and all them. Um, but yeah, that, that album wasn't it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I would say around that time, uh, it, it was a lot. I also listened to like a lot of Biggie. And mm-hmm. the one song I think of off rip is I Got a Story to Tell. Mm-hmm. Um, between that and the Ten Crack Commandments, those two were like, you know, it was like, dang, this mm-hmm. man's spitting. And um, obviously, you fast forward, you have so many greats. You you have the late and great Biggie. You have the late and great Pac. Um, you have Left Eye. Rest in peace to her beautiful soul. Um, you have um, the first people I think of, the brat. You have uh, Jay-Z. You have Nas. You got J. Cole. You got Kendricks. You got Chance. Um, you have Drake came through at one point in time with great hip-hop music. Same as Kanye. Um, so it just the list goes on and on. Um, you can't I'd be remiss if, it, if I don't go back to the most classic hip hop line in my opinion of all time uh, you, you, you'll remember this uh, a hip a hot a hippie a hippie to the hip hip hop and it don't stop <laughs> rocking to the bang bang forget the up jump yeah, boogie to the rhythm boogie boogie to the boogie 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 bow <laughs> if you can't kick off hip hop with any, if you kick off hip hop with all, anything else than that, you're lying. <laughs> I don't believe you. Okay, if you don't know where that comes from. That is y'all homework, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to go tell us where that came from, because I ain't out here giving out spoilers, <laughs> giving up information for y'all runts. Listening to little everything, little pump, little baby, you know that I can't trust y'all. Uh, <laughs> so um but yeah music as you know from listening you may know but listen to this podcast you may know um Jarrell may know just from listening to me and our interactions usually is cut off by some type of uh tangent if you will to a music reference um so hip-hop is very important to the culture um it also affects the music, you know, it affects your mental space in terms of what you listen to and who rapping that day. So mm-hmm. big ups to Big Sean and Eminem, Detroit's finest, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely. I would say um, my story is like, I always tell people like whenever we start talking about what was the first song I remember as a kid, I remember being in my dad's Monte Carlo and he was playing, it was two songs I remember back to back. Like was the first two songs I ever remember. The first one is MC Breed and the future in your front. And my dad would ride around to that all the time. And then the second one was Jerry and Stoop, nothing but a G thing. So those like the first two songs that I remember like as a kid, just like when I hear those now, those are some of the first songs that I remember. And like because of that, whenever I hear them come on or I hear them, you know, coming up in like my playlist on a mix. I just get this immediate like smile in my heart, no matter what they talking about in the song. <laughs> it just brings me back to being like that kid sitting in my booster seat in the back seat of my dad's Monte Carlo, like in 1993 or whatever, with a sippy cup. That's what it does for me. 
Not the same thing. But the funny thing is, but, uh, the first thing I think of as you were thinking about that, I got extremely happy. I was on Instagram one day recently, and it was a uh, it was a um, it was basically a clip in which um, this gentleman was freestyling while riding up the street in his car. Mm-hmm. First off, I don't know if he was actually freestyling or if he was, regardless of the fact, it was dope because it's him. Um, I'm just going to play it because it ain't no actual song. And if we get took mm-hmm. off of this, then I think it's worth it because they dope all the time. Just another motherfucking guy in that family is your nigga daddy back. One half of the mighty old and realistic Cadillac. Boys riding through your city, you can quickly bring it back. I'ma say style and wild and profile and I'm sticking to the back. See right here, we doing laps. Why somebody feel a trap? Never hate me, just graduated. I've been down through the cap. No cap. Give the passion through the map. Do the map. I've been around the world and I, 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 you took the cap. Shout out to the legend of Outcast, Andre 3000 and Big Boy. They have literally stood the test of time and still becoming left, right, up, down, circle, square, X, triangle with the bars, okay? They are automatic beat like hit maker as soon as the beat come on, okay? So how I forgot them in my initial shout out, there is endless names that we will probably not mention. Um, and it is all about your interpretation of what hip hop really is, mm-hmm. who you value as legends, things of that nature. But, um, you know, it's one of those, you actually get in the pits of your soul to start singing. Like mm-hmm. you automatically know what happened when you go, uh, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you get into it, you. That's it. And so <laughs> um, so those are the do's. I have some do nots if you love hip hop, but I don't know if we're discussing that today, but you can go for it. All right, good. Um, first and foremost, uh R. Kelly is still canceled. R. Kelly mm-hmm. is not hip hop, but there's a reason I say this. Um, mm-hmm. I say ever since I'll even I say the peak of Drake's rap career, my opinion. My opinion. Fight your mama, don't fight me. Or your daddy, whoever you fight. Uh I think the one of the best debut mixtapes. It's comeback season. That was done by Drake. He came with it. I say, mm-hmm. I personally think that his peak of the bars, if you will, as far as album-wise, had to come with, uh, and I forget the order. I don't know if Take Care came later or if Nothing Was the Same came later as far as those albums. I think it was Nothing Was the Same. 
You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> okay, fair. After that moment, you know, he mm-hmm. came out with another mixtape. I think it was, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Uh, after that moment in his uh, rapper, rapperism, uh, for me, Drake has not been it. So this certified mm-hmm. lover boy jump, and all of a sudden now R. Kelly getting uh, writing credits because you want to sample this man. I don't, I don't get it. I Drake, I don't, bro, I don't, I don't get it. Okay, maybe in Toronto, y'all. It's showing that take care was, take care was 2011. Nothing was the same with 2013. Okay, cool. So that being said, I don't think he's been as great as he has been since nothing was the same. Um, and that's just point blank period. Uh, but on top of that nonsense, um, trying <laughs> sampling and giving R. Kelly writers credits on your album, to me, just personally shows how out of touch you are in terms of, cancel culture is a real way to put it, but why would you do that? To me, that just wasn't- As, as a human being, it's, yeah, as a human being, that should trump everything. Right. It's it's like when, and this is going to tailspin really quickly, um, to support behavior that in which allegations and charges and everything were brought upon Mr. Robert Kelly, just basically means you support that, and I can't I can't rock with it after that. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a cancel Drake catalog moment, but that album, I tried to give it two spins. I found this out <laughs> after the two spins. It just wasn't it okay. for me. You know what I'm saying? Like there were some, you know, some jabs that were really dope, but I was just like, nah, this this it's not it, man. Um and speaking of <laughs> people that need help, um Mr. Kanye West, uh, or now he's changing his name to Ye officially. Whatever, Kanye mm-hmm. to um I just can't rock with Kanye after that whole Donald Trump thing. I can't. Yeah, I, feel I don't the care same if he way. went back on his promise. I don't give a damn about that. I just, I just cannot listen to Kanye. Um, there is no Donda streaming mm-hmm. anywhere on mine. But what I will say that these two are definitely clever because they keep they keep their names in people's mouths. Mm-hmm. They just do. I mean, Drake put up billboards all around the country talking about who's featured on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand the album cover. That was just weird. I didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand it. Um, I actually felt like he did the game's album cover. The game's last album cover for uh, Born a Rat, the album cover game was at the, um, at the soundboard in the studio. And every woman in the studio um, had a pregnant belly because it played off the born and rap thing. So I felt like it kind of, it kind of was uh, not necessarily a bite, I guess, but it reminded me of that a bit. Understand that over time, shout out to the game. The game rap catalog is absolutely top tier too. Got to give them his kudos. Big us, the Fifty Cent, and the whole G Unit family. Y'all had a run. Let's let's make that clear. <laughs> Murder Inc. Y'all had a run too. It's just that 50 didn't like that. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I do see what you're talking about with going to rap now. Um, where yeah, all these women are that makes it even worse, Drake. Do better. Um, I'd much rather you pull a Kanye <laughs> and have just a blank cover. Anyway, um, shout out to what I was called longevity when it comes to coming with the bars and Mr. Nazir Jones, um, humbly known as Nas. Um, for King's Disease 1 and 2, you, sir, touche. <laughs> Top tier, man. Like, I still got to get out of listen. Listen, that's the directive. Listen. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Nas just always been creative over time. He always tells the stories in his rap. He always gives you something to think about, something to nibble on. Um, you know, I remember, the, I, I vibrantly remember the, the feud, if you will, the rap beef, if you will, between him and Jay-Z when they went bar for bar and Renegade mm-hmm. versus uh, uh, Ether. You know, it was... <sighs> It was takeover uh, ether. Huh? Takeover and ether. I think you said renegade. Got it. Renegade was happened to be on the album, I think. Mm-hmm. Correction. However, both were great. I enjoyed them. I ain't gonna tell you who won because I think it was a win both ways. They grew up as men, they got past that nonsense. Um mm-hmm. nobody died over it, thank God. Yeah. That part. Um, and then another one of my favorite honorable mentions, obviously the great J. Cole, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. If I need to explain any more than that, <laughs> you probably don't like this podcast and I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. J. Cole always come with it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. That's enough there right there. But um, I guess like another discussion point that I had was as far as, you know, hip hop being the most popular genre of music at this point, how is it with hip hop tackling mental health? Is it, Do you deem that as being like new orders that they're getting into or has the mental health subject always been a part of hip hop music? I think it's always been discussed to an extent. Um, let's. Um, I think of some titles. Um, I was actually uh, talking to a friend of mine recently, a good friend of mine, a mentee of mine, and you know, I was just giving some some music, just to you know, some music for your mental, if you will. And uh, I was looking at. I think Big Shine really. I think he really did a good job of just really addressing his things, especially through his music. On the album, I decided he was in, you can tell just by listening, even by reading some of the song titles, he was really going through some things. I think mm-hmm. that was the album after uh, Dark Sky Paradise, which he lost, lost his grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. And so the very f- intro track is a guy an older gentleman talking about how his job, you know, kind of just set up for a job, things like that, this, that, and nature. 
working at a job, I think it was like 45 years. And I think, you know, he's talking over the beat and it sounds as if he steps into traffic while traffic's coming, he gets hit by a car, ultimately committing suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me told me everything that the album was going to be about. Um, and then you fast forward to some of the song titles, I think one was called um, Halfway Off the Balcony, mm-hmm. Jump Out the Window. Um, now he wasn't literally talking about doing these things, but just the premise of the beginning of the album, and you get to those song titles, and it's just like Sean was really going through some things. And by the end of that, he really kind of brought it full circle. Um, what was it? Uh, it was a song with uh, him and the Flint, the Flint Chosen Choir called Bigger Than Me. Okay. Um, where he talked about, you know, hey, listen, you know, I, I know the my family looks at me, depends on me, my, my hometown depends on me. You know, all this is bigger than me. I can't just cop out and quit or whatever. So you really brought that whole, you really told that story full circle. Um, some other great moments I would say exist. We talked about this one a while back when it came out, but KOD, um, J. Cole was, you know, bar after bar talking about his different experience of addiction. Um, or just telling a story about addiction, how prevalent it is in society. Um, even going far back, uh, I think the song is, uh, yeah, my mom playing tricks on me. It literally comes out mm-hmm. open and very sad, and now I can't sleep, I toss and turn. Um, if you listen to that song, he's talking about, like, you know, the ideation, if you will, and you know, issues with mental illness. So, and then even what I think was really cool about that is, especially now these days, a lot of rappers are talking about, um, a lot of rappers are talking about more of the mental health, the therapy part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And because I'm a music nerd in real life, um, <laughs> I literally searched for this earlier not that that's the game <laughs> let's see <laughs> literally if you listen one of my favorite jay-z albums of all time is still 444 um okay. one of the songs yes he talked about um therapy uh let me see because i'm gonna give you the exact bar if you said this stuff you gonna i challenge you to go back and listen but i'm just gonna tell you exactly what he said and you go find the song um, it was two parts. One he said, uh, let's see, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Society's shame and the pain was too much to take. Fast forward and said, my therapist said I relapsed. I said prehaps. I, I perhaps fruity and slipped in the European, European whips. I was saying like... From that little bit, the mm-hmm. whole world was like, well, since Jay-Z talk about uh, mental health and getting therapy now, can we all go get therapy? Because you know how <laughs> I go. A rapper's yeah. mentioning the song and now the whole world make it popular. And that was 2007. Right, right, right. And ever since 2007, if you really start to think back and listen and remember, up to now, mm-hmm. like, 
I would I would claim that 444 for me was part of the reason why we started this podcast. I would argue that down. Okay. Up and down. Mm-hmm. Um because mm-hmm. a year later, I think we had literally started the podcast. Um <laughs> and to that effect, you've seen a lot, I've seen a lot more people, and I don't know if it's just simply from being in this space, my blinders on, but a lot more people are mm-hmm. talking about mental health these days. And that's true. I personally love to see it. I love to see people getting taken care of those, keep taking care of their mental things. Um, because mm-hmm. you know, life be life in it. We can't let life uh, consume us. For sure. And, and I agree with you. I think um it's always been a part and embedded in like hip hop music and the lyrics. You know, you gave an example that I was gonna give with the uh, ghetto boys and Scarface on my playing tricks on me. You know, it was a part of that song, the last verse he's talking about suicide and how he also is dealing with like schizophrenia with thinking people behind him, but they're not. And the part where he, he, um, it's a part of the song where he talks about, you know, he's basically done with his baby's mother. And then, like, the uh, 10 seconds later in the same song, he's talking about how much he loves her. Like, <laughs> he's being like so vulnerable and like talking through all these different issues that he's having. Um, but I even think about, I think, I think that one was probably like the first song I, I can think of, at least going to chronological order with hip hop music was, was one of the first ones that dealt with all those topics of mental health. And I think like the one that really stuck out to me as a kid, like, because when I think about it, it's like, okay, like 96, Pac died, 97, Biggie died. Then you had like the whole flashy suit era with Mace and Bad Boy and everything like that. And then I remember watching music videos at my grandmother's house after school and everything was just like P. Diddy, Mace, Jay-Z, Money, anything, this, this, and that. And I remember they always played DMX slipping in the middle of all of that. And that was the one song that always stood out to me because it, was, it wasn't like any of the other songs that was out at that time. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't about girls. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about that lifestyle. It was like him like confessing everything that he had been through and, you know, part of the song he talks about, he didn't care about how he looked, how he dressed. That's how in much of a dark place he was in. So that's, it's like my mom playing tricks on me. That's like the first one that comes to mind. I'm going to chronological order, how I grew up with hip hop. And then the second one would be um, DMX Slipping as, as the second song that comes to my mind that deals with all of those topics of like mental health and, and growing up in the urban environment and having to deal with all this adversity that you shouldn't have to deal with at an early age. And then even having like the forward thinking to say, you know, I want things to be better for my kids, even if they weren't better for me, you know. So that song has a lot of introspection into it. Um, and that's, I remember they played that the day that he passed. And I was just like, man, like, dude was powerful. Like, he could have been like, that was, he was he was like a preacher, basically. But his outlet was the music instead of being in a pulpit, you know. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because... I feel like DMX was a fine line between my my, my daughter's gonna tell you what <laughs> to um, you know to really rapping about God and rapping about like mm-hmm. God delivering them and carrying them through and going through it and making it through and you know facing adversity and making it through that adversity and so I think that he was really like a fine line between like. I would even argue and say hip hop and gospel mm-hmm. because even through the bars, he would still give you the realness. 
but you know, he always threw the Lord in there and he made it cool to rap about God, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things, and because September is uh, Suicide Prevention Month, um, one of the things, when you mentioned that song, Slipping, in the chorus itself, literally, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I gotta get up, getting back on my feet so I can tear shit up. Like, mm-hmm. he talked about it. He's, it was the ideation. It was like, you know, I'm going through it. It really sucks, but I'm going to bounce mm-hmm. back. I'm going to make it out of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just challenge any and everybody that, you know, they may find themselves in a funk, you know. Music is a great outlet. Hip-hop can be, depending on the music you listen to, it can be the gift and the curse. Um, but if music is your way to, to cope with things and, you know, to get through some tough times, you know, jam out, blast the music in speakers, you know, go absolutely crazy with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, the life matters and your mental matter. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, hip hop is, man, DMX, man. <laughs> Woo, rest in peace <laughs> to the late and great Earl Simmons, man. For sure, for sure. And like, I know the podcast, you know, that we have, it's, it tackles all areas of, you know, mental health and then, you know, black men and, 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 and black men being vulnerable and being honest with themselves. Um, I feel as though it's been overlooked as far as like, you know, we discussed how hip hop has, has always tackled and still to this day tackles mental health topics. Yes. But I think it's been overlooked the vulnerability um, that black men have shown as being artists within the culture. Um, I guess like, how, how, how would you say that like, like how has hip hop shown like male vulnerability for like black men? Um, even though it hasn't been necessarily spotlighted, it's always been there. Like, wh- like, what do you say to that? Like, how, how, how have you seen that over the years? Um, while it is tough to say in pinpoint one, I would just say that a lot of people that, you know, music for some people is, a, well, music is an art form, right? And so mm-hmm. an art is a form of therapy. It's your expression. It's your... Um, it's getting out whatever's in your head and put it on paper. Sometimes you're straight into the microphone to the recording because um, some people are just that wicked good, like crazy with. Um, so I would say that, you know, I, what I've noticed is some people go into the booth, take have one take with it, go straight through and be like, no, that's it. That's exactly what I wanted to say. And you know, some people are rapping about the cars, women, and the cats, and the third. You know, me personally, I've never been a huge fan of that type of music. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're stuck in the car for so long and it comes on X amount of time on the radio, it's going to be in your brain somehow, right? Mm-hmm. But the people that put their artistry into their music and spit what's on their mind and really comfort, have comfort in that and just kind of tell their story. Um, mm-hmm. you see a lot that they're more more conscious about about their mental well being, and uh, to me, it's a beautiful thing. So, um, I often go right back to. Um, I remember when this album came out, uh, "For Your Eyes Only" by J Cole. 
Mm-hmm. And literally, of course, one of his songs is uh, How Long Will I Survive With This Mentality? Um, and I think he was more so referring to, you know, ultimate story about one of his best friends. But um, ultimately, growing up with the whole uh, the Ville Math mentality, the place he actually was born and raised at. Um, so that type of thing is, you know, you can just be stuck in a certain situation, have that mentality, but, you know, sometimes you need to escape that to be a best self. Um, so I think that it's often there a lot. I think the artists really do. Artists that are more so storytellers than anything, if you listen to the lyrics, you'll hear exactly what's on their mind at that time. Um, also, another one was... Uh, what was it? I want to say it was what was that Mac Miller? I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if you all remember, uh, September of um, twenty, dang, that was a couple years ago now. Now I think about it, yeah, September twenty eighteen, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, Mac Miller had, you know subsequently passed away from a, what seems to be a drug overdose but throughout his music and throughout part of his late life he talked about you know his battles with like um depression and things of that nature so um oftentimes it's in his music it's in their music and i just hope that anybody that's either rapping about it um or dealing with it you know that that's not the last place you talk about it you know it's you know, hope you find you you deserve the help that you can get. Um, as far as like a therapist or counselor, things of that nature to talk about it. But um, but the reality is, um, <clears throat> just being a man, just being a male in a male space, I raise my hand in this. Um some people just don't talk about their things with people and they hide and they bottle it in because they want to look tough and wanna you can't be seen slipping and not being weak, whatever they think is weakness, but I think some of the strongest people is the people that actually talk about it. Um, Because you're able to put words to exactly how you're feeling. And that, Mm -hmm. I think, takes a lot of not only courage, but it takes that, um, you said the word earlier, it takes that that vulnerability um, and courage to just be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For me, when I think about like vulnerability and hip hop music. It's uh it's something that I, I didn't necessarily thought went together. Like when I'm listening to it growing up as a kid, I'm like, oh that's just, that's just a song or whatever. But then after I grew up and I went through stuff, I'm like, wow, he was really open on that song. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to put all that into, you know, a song for all these people to hear. The fact that, you know, it might get rejected, you know, people might, you know, clown you for it or whatever. But the song that comes to mind for me, where I'm just like, well, he was really open, was um, Tupac, Dear Mama. Like, that song is, like, so powerful. Like, and, like, I didn't, like, the stuff that he went through, I didn't go through any of that, you know, with my mom. But um, it's just it's just a song of appreciation and gratitude. And ultimately, to me, it's like a song of, like, victory, you know, um, as he's expressing, like, all the stuff he went through with her, you know, seeing her struggle, um, but the, ultimately that makes him 
want to show her how much she loves and appreciates her, you know, that's a song that's like, I feel like it, it couldn't be written. Every, every word in that song ultimately is needed to make that song what it is. And I don't think you could add or take away any words or make it better or make it worse. I feel like that song is perfect in, in what it accomplished. The funny thing about that song, I remember when my mother was locked up for her uh, driving while intoxicated back in 20, what was that, 2006? 2006. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was actually my mom's ringtone. And it wasn't one of those like polyphonic ringtones. It was like, it was like, I took the time to actually record it and make that a ringtone because at the time, that's exactly how I felt about the situation. You know, it's, you made so many sacrifices, things that in the third, and you sacrificed so much of yourself, really, to bring me to where I am. And that's still true to this day. Now, granted, you know, I've been able to be more self-dependent since those moments. Um, but that's because of her influence on my life, like with her addiction, with her um, bout with alcohol and drugs. Um, it's funny because the next song I think about right after that, when I think of that moment, is uh, it was on KOD from J. Cole. And he talks about, he says, uh, <laughs> he says, uh, and I quote, a couple of months later, I'd be gone off in college and dorms, fooling myself, thinking problems are gone. But now it was 1 a.m. and my mama's caught down on my phone. I know she intoxicated. As soon as I had it, I'm going to come crashing down. Mm-hmm. And outside of being high things, I haven't smoked in my damn life. <laughs> um that was basically my experience. Um, and to this day, you know, there have been moments where my mother would call me at one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, just spilling out on my voicemail, just drunk. And it's like, I often go, I, that's the first song I think of. And I can't remember the name of it on top of my head right now. Um, it was like an interlude. It wasn't even a full song. That's what made it so impactful. Why is it that artists bring out these thing on interludes and don't finish the song. I'd be so pissed, okay? Like, why would you do that? Why? Just why? Mm-hmm. Um, Once the Attic, that's the name of the song. It's, a, it's actually an interlude on KOD, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, to me, that song resonated the most. I think, I think literally one time when I listened to it, I literally cried about it because it wasn't like a full, like, cry, but like, it really put me in my feels because it was like, I went through that. Mm-hmm. Like addiction doesn't just affect the person that's going through addiction. It affects those around you as well. Mm-hmm. Same thing with depression, anxiety, uh, suicide ideation. Um, mm-hmm. All those things don't just impact the person going through it, but it also affects your inner circle of people around you that love and cherish you. So it's not a means to be selfish to say, you shouldn't do that because you'll affect the people around you. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it's true that it does affect the people around you. I know that because that's something I had to go to therapy about. And I wasn't even the person with the addiction. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's my 10 cents on that. You asked for two, I guess. But <laughs> no, that's cool. So 
I guess to close out, the last couple of questions I have are regarding songs that make you feel in a certain emotion, right? So the way it goes, I'll say, what's the hip hop song that makes you feel X? And then you oh, you playing games? Yeah, this is gonna be quick. It's only it's only three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so first one. A hip hop song that always makes you happy. Like you could be like having your worst day, but then you hear that beat drop and you just like mm, turn one eighty. I would say the very first track on Chances Chance the Rappers the Coloring Book. Music is all we got by him and Kanye. It's something about when that beat drop. It's just it's like all right, cool, let's do this. I'm ready. <laughs> We should be putting this together for title, mental health playlist. That's what we should be doing. Listen, we'll do that. <laughs> Second one, a hip hop song that makes you think about a loved one that has passed away. Um, one Man Could Change the World by Big Sean. We, and big ups to my grandmother, the late mm-hmm. Mildred Webb. He talks about his grandmother and her passing in that song too. And, Ironically, right around that time when that album came out, was around the time I knew I was going to lose my grandmother. So, yeah, I will say that one. Okay. Third one, a hip-hop song that makes you smile during adversity. Smile during adversity? Yeah. Or, if you can't think of one, a song, a hip-hop song that deals with adversity that just happens to be your favorite song. Um, it really depends on the day, which is crazy. Um, you could throw them all out. Uh, this year is I can't think of them all at all. Um, <laughs> uh, one of them. This is our. This is just a weird one, but uh, love. What was that? Um, is it love yours? I think by J Cole. That's one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. It's the whole complex about like, you know, you're not being satisfied. You try to chase greener pastures, et cetera, of, you know, what you don't have, in, but you really won't be happy with your own, with life itself if you don't cherish and love the ones that are in it and around the ones around you. So that's one. Um, one that I got to revisit my man's chance. Um, my talk, what was it? I think it was finish line slash uh uh never drown. Mm-hmm. That's a whole two song track, which is amazing. Um, I think those would be it. Those are the main ones. Those are the ones that bring me back. It brings me in my happy place. Okay. For me, if I had to go through a song that always makes me happy, no matter where I'm at, it would have to be Mace, Feel So Good. <laughs> Second one, a hip-hop song that makes you think about a loved one that's passed. It would probably be Kanye Family Business, off college dropout. And then the third one for me, a hip-hop song that makes you smile during adversity. Um can't really think of one, but one that talks about adversity that I love a lot would probably be Through the Wire. So another Kanye track. So those be my three. I seen this t-shirt the other day, bring back the old Kanye. Um, yeah. 
I don't think we'll ever get the old Kanye back. But I mean, great man in general. I think he's a, a great citizen of society of minds, the whole MAGA support nonsense bullshit. Um, I said, Judge your mama. Um yeah. we miss the old Kanye, wherever you are listening, we miss you. So what do you deem as the old Kanye? Is it like watch the throne and back, or is it like further back than that? Um, I'll entertain you watch the throne, but I'll say graduation and back. That's what I say. The first three albums is like untouchable. And then 808s is still dope, but it was too different for me at the time. Like I wasn't really feeling it, but I respect it. That's what I knew he was going through something. I'm like, what the hell is this? What? What? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I read somewhere that that album is Michael Jackson's fault because he played he played Love Lockdown for Michael Jackson. They happen to be like in the same studio, like building or whatever. Michael Jackson was like, oh, that's dope. You should sing more. So then Kanye was like, oh, Michael Jackson told me I could sing more. Like, how can Michael Jackson be wrong? He's like the epitome of like pop music entertainer, like all of that. So we need to find Michael out. Jackson told him that. <laughs> we need to find out if there were any blood alcohol tests that were done at that time with Michael Jackson <laughs> and see if he was drinking during that time. Um, yeah, we, we need to find that out ASAP because Michael, how dare you do that? How dare you? Yeah. We love you, but damn, why you do that? <laughs> that didn't, that so phase that, didn't last long, but anyway. So with that, that's, that's all I have for the episode. I hope, uh, everybody finds you know some nuggets in it or at least come out with a good track list you know the, the vibe to or whatever so hmm. now i think we got to come out with a mental health mixtape not like me rapping because i'm not that person like a whole playlist <laughs> dedicated to mental health mm-hmm. we could definitely do that big ups to piff marty boys do cry that's another mm-hmm. super okay I'm going to hand it over to you. You can take us out of here. Slow Going up yonder. <laughs> Going up yonder. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we love and appreciate you guys. Make sure that you not only stream this episode, but all episodes of Mental Matters Podcast. Um, you can find it on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, Follow us on all social media. Um, search us at Mental Matters Podcast. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, what's that thing? TikTok. There you go. That one. Um, mm-hmm. Feel free to check out the website, www.mentalmatterspod.com, and email us with your thoughts, comments, and suggestions at mentalmatterspodcast at gmail.com. So, with that being said, I have nothing before I turn these lights off, but I do know that it is dinner time and it is later on a Friday and I want some wine. So I think I'm going to do all that. Okay. <laughs> well, we got to turn out these lights, man. <laughs> the going up is about to come out. <laughs> we love and appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. We're going to keep delivering for y'all. And uh, my last note is uh, continue to love everybody or everybody still receive a love one last thing shout out to 2021 being our most streamed year ever as a podcast 
we cannot do that without all you great people out there that hit play and walk away. So um, mm-hmm. we love y'all. We appreciate that. And yeah, that, that, that was huge for me. So that mean going as the summer wraps up, cause it ain't done yet. It's, it's just grabbing its things. <laughs> um, you know, we still got a whole season and a half, you know, to put out content. And so, um, I'm grateful for each and every one of you guys, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, because ain't no way in hell these two dudes from the East Side are supposed to be sitting here with a podcast about black men and mental health and jerk chicken. But we in that thing. So <laughs> stay tuned. We may have some more stuff. We may have a new merch drop. I ain't going to say nothing else, but we just might. I, don't know. I hope it's a hoodie. That's all I'm going to say. It's hoodie season. Not yet, but it's almost <laughs> okay. hoodie season. Okay. I'm going to be on the lookout for it. Cool. With that being said, we'll talk to y'all later. And uh, stay up, stay black, protect your magic, and drink your water. Bye. Bye.